0: The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health
1: recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakatan Sioux Community. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
0: I mean, uh, yeah, just like I said, I'm not in the quarterback room, so I don't really know everything that they say. But um, even at practice, uh, just just keeping up his keeping up his confidence, you know, just you know, just congratulating him on a good ball or a good play. Um, I mean, just studying things with him, going over things with him. So uh, he, Kellen definitely is looking looking good at practice, also. So definitely excited at what he has been doing. And uh, you know what he has to come later in the future.
1: I feel like that's something we haven't done a good enough job with with Judd on this show. Just keeping that confidence up and just giving yep. giving that affirmation when you have a good take, Dex. I think we should. I think we should just let Judd know. Listen, man. Um, nice job there. Good take. Yeah. Good, good, good angle that. there on that column I, on scorenorth.com. I'm not,
2: I'm not in the host room necessarily with with you two, but you know when when he's been out there and in, in the productions with us, you know, on the microphones, he's he, he knows what he's doing. So I that, really that's a good appreciate thing. that. I really
0: yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Affirmation. I'm good enough. People like me. <laughs> no. Is there building Actually, blocks people, here? People don't necessarily like me, but that's a whole other story.
1: No, there there does seem to be a consensus now in the Purple Daily YouTube comment section that. You're that you aren't a toaster on the show, you're an air fryer that you bring more oh, to the table than a toaster, dude. Oh, but you're dude, if I'm an air fryer, that's what yeah.
0: that means. I'm the star of the show. Air fryers yeah, put
1: it, put, put anything in judge. Wow, you know, the air my value.
0: It just put, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm jealous. Can now? I get a raise? No, am upset. No, I'm upset. <laughs> air fryer. Uh, yeah, what's Dex? Yeah, what, yeah popcorn? what popcorn, popcorn maker? Yeah, what is now? Yeah, you tell us what is okay. Declan. What am I, purple am daily listeners? Well, I mean, not a pressure cooker. Um, like
2: a like a cheese grater or something. I don't even know what I would be. You're
1: one of those like zoodles creators where you can like put a thing as you can put like any vegetable in it. And I twist like that. It. Yeah. Cause he's so multiple. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. He's right. multiple. And Swiss army knife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, this is purple daily presented by TCL. Oh, Enjoy more of what you love with TCL and boys. Happy mini Poor camp boy. week. Judd's going to be out there in Egan covering practice and delivering us. Written pieces for the ScoreNorth app and ScoreNorth.com. And uh, our schedule for Purple Daily is going to be a little bit different Tuesday through Thursday. You're probably not going to see episodes drop around the same time because Judd's going to be at practice. But we'll get you inside info from Vikings practice. But let's start out with five storylines. football, A pecking order of the five key storylines from Vikings minicamp this week. And I want to, I want to put two caveats on this, okay? Number one, I swear I am not ripping off StarTribune.com's variation of this. Oh boy. I put this together oh last night, okay? Mm-hmm. And I opened up StarTribune.com this morning, and Ben Gessling had four storylines oh. for Minicamp. <laughs> and we hit uh, There's some similar themes here, okay? Some similar themes. So I just want to say Ben did a great job. I'd like to think that I'm about to do a great job here right. as well. And they are mutually exclusive. They have nothing to do with each other. Uh, Caveat number two is we had a little bit of breaking news come down here right before uh, we teed up this episode. So we'll start with, I'll just start at the top. The number one storyline this week at Vikings minicamp is will Daniil Hunter show up? Will this officially become a holdout when he misses a mandatory minicamp? Well, according to James Jones, former NFL wide receiver, he's now, I believe he's a a Packers radio network analyst, I want to say. He does some media. And he tweets, The Vikings kick off their mandatory minicamp tomorrow with players reporting today. Sources say Daniil Hunter will be in attendance. NFL Network, he tagged on here. So your thoughts on how surprising that would be if Daniil Hunter skipping the the OTAs, unhappy with his contract, if he were to just show up and uh, basically end this whole charade.
0: Does it end it, or is it an olive branch from Daniel Hunter and his camp potentially towards the Vikings to say, you've told us you're going to take care of us, we trust you implicitly, and so as a show of good faith, I, I will attend the, the three-day camp, and by the way, not also get fined approximately, what, 92 thousand dollars if he missed all three days. So I think what this shows is the fact I don't know if it solves it. I think what it probably indicates is that there is common ground to be had here. And Phil, this very well might go back to what we've discussed for quite a while, which is there's a chance the Vikings said, hey dude, be calm, be patient. We we got a lot going on here. We will we will take care of your contract. We've taken care of guys before. This would show me too that there's some flexibility from Hunter, as far as what the payday has to be, because I got to believe if he said I have to have the Joey Bosa contract or more, which is absolutely outlandish. And they're like, we can't do that, that he doesn't show. So I think what this this doesn't tell me it's done, but it does tell me that there is a hope or a feeling that these two sides can find common ground that will not only get him to this camp, but probably training camp as well.
1: I mean, it really is the only major, I mean, there's angst about little things here and there, and can the rookies step up and become starters on the offensive line, and Kirk Cousins in big games, but it's really the only major elephant in the room, so if he shows up today and reports, and he's at practice tomorrow, Declan, uh, does your angst about this team go away? Like, wh- what would it do for you?
2: Uh Against the team doesn't go away, and I would actually say it's, it's a good thing if Daniil Hunter ends up showing up. Um, I was 50-50. Last night we did a vent line session with, with my dude Austin who was down in Louisville, uh, a, a big-time Vikings fan as well, and we both kind of agreed that it, it was a 50-50 worrisome, like 50-50 as in is he going to show up or 50-50 um, is he going to do, do a holdout? I think this is a good thing for the Vikings. If he's showing up and he's showing he's ready to be here, that's a good thing. I, I, do, I still think they end up paying him, by the way. I still end up thinking that he gets a contract. He's not going in to week one, I think on the current deal he's on, but he wants to get in shape. He wants to show that he's he's recovered from this neck injury. He has like almost no leverage. That's what I didn't get from the holdout. Um, so I, I think this is a good thing. It's it, positive signs are coming up for the for the Vikings
1: defense. Daniel's showing up tomorrow. Do you guys feel like the Vikings owe him more money?
0: I feel I feel like keeping him happy is probably pretty damn important. So I think "owe" is the wrong word, but I do think that they they signed him to a no question about it, team-friendly contract that I get. He signed. I mean, he did sign it. But with what he did before he got hurt and having 14-and-a-half sacks in 2019 and then again in 2020, and the dominance that he can provide. Where I disagree with Dex is, there to me, I keep coming back to this. There is leverage in this. If he says, I ain't playing, they'd have nobody to really rush the passer. Yeah, like potentially they have nobody, and you don't do what they've done. I am sure at the behest of their head coach, and remake the defense and get as as many potential guys coming back from injury as they're going to get to like start camp with. Okay, uh, Weatherly and somebody else. We we're going to give you a shot. So I think his his potential leverage is definitely hurt by the fact he's coming off neck surgery. That being said. If he doesn't show and the Vikings go into training camp with two guys who are are essentially former role players, that's a big deal, too. So I think both I I think everybody here has a reason to keep everybody happy, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I think where the Vikings are at with 2021 and, and where Zimmer's at on the hot seat, it is in everyone's best interest to put chips on the 2021 table and one of those chips is Daniel Hunter's happiness. You could argue that philosophically as an organization, you shouldn't set the precedent of a guy signing a contract that still I mean we act like we act like he's so underpaid and he is relative to other players at his position. He still makes like 15 million dollars a year, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like in baseball where Mike Trout won the MVP award making $500,000 cuz baseball's struck rookie structure screwed up. Um, but I think in the interest of giving it your best effort to to win as many games as possible in 2021 and compete for a championship, Daniil's happiness is close to the top of that list. And so from that standpoint, yeah, they like they don't owe him don't like more money, but it's in their best interest to make him happy and give him more money. Um, all right. Uh, Storyline number two to watch this week at minicamp. And it's hard because we're talking offensive linemen here. You're not going to be able to glean A lot, but you might be able to glean if they get some starters reps. Will Christian Darisaw and Wyatt Davis pick things up quickly enough this offseason to become starters at left
0: tackle and at right guard? I'm concerned about Darisaw. So he he missed a bunch of time in OTAs with a groin strain of some sort. Um, That's going to put him behind. Like the hope is absolutely yes. Zimmer doesn't love to play rookies, and especially if a guy's been hurt and hasn't been there. Let's just say I'm I'm much more concerned um, right now about the question you just asked in relation to Derrissaw now than I was on draft night, where I just assumed plug-and-play potentially, and now I don't. Yeah. So at that one, I'm concerned. I think Davis steps in and starts, and they'll, I'm sure they'll have a competition. I'm sure Dakota Dozier will get some first-team reps, and I'll go crazy and start screaming and – Yelling and being pissed off. But all of that being said, I think he, he'll start at guard. The Darasaw one does concern me uh, because I could see them giving Rashad Hill a really good chance to play if Darasaw doesn't start to get on the uh, field more. And I realize that it's OTAs and I realize it, it's June. All of that being said, Zimmer does like to have guys who are getting some experience. So that one does have me a little bit worried.
1: I mean, I would say if Christian Darrisaw isn't starting week, if if there's an injury issue that lingers or if there's something that needs surgery that was unforeseen, like that would be a huge buzzkill. But yep. um, if he is a healthy non-starter in week one, I would say that's a huge red flag. Whether it's for you know retaining playbook or just getting beat in in camp, I would expect him if he's healthy to look very good, especially against potentially second-team defensive linemen. I would expect him to look very good and very quickly, maybe not in these three practices, but very quickly, like starting of actual training camp in a month and a half, be the starting left tackle. Mm-hmm. So, And Davis too, I mean, for God's sakes. When you talk about competition, <laughs> wow. you have to beat out. He, he has to beat out Dakota Dozier right now, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So the bar is even lower for him to emerge as a starting guard than it is for Derisaw at left tackle because Rashad Hill is at least a respectable, good backup offensive tackle, but even he isn't. He's never been, like, a long-term, I don't think, right? I don't think he's ever started more than a couple games in the season. So, yeah. Uh, all right, storyline number three, and this is more of a juicy one, boys. You like that? You like that? Will Kellen Mond steal some of the spotlight in mini camp and in actual training camp on the horizon?
0: Okay, two-part answer to this question. One is, in our world, I think he will. Like, I think we'll see things, and we're like, Kellen Mond made a great past... Uh, uh, take your pick. And it was a great, you know, fantastic. And they beat third team cornerback so and so. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, there's something here. But the most important part of your question comes back to will Kellen Mond flash and impress and make strides with the coaching staff? And I don't know that the answer to that is is yes. Again, keep in mind who the coaching staff is and most importantly, who the head coach is. And keep in mind that he's not really a rookie guy unless he's forced to be. Um so I think there will be a preseason game, one of the three, where Mon plays and we get all excited. And he probably makes some nice plays. Does he start the season as the primary backup to Kirk Cousins? My guess is no, he does not. My mm-hmm. guess, Jake Browning does.
1: Okay. All right. How excited are you going to get, Declan? Oh, if he, I'm if just, he, oh if he Declan's going to get a jersey. I,
2: I might, yeah, I might have to break the Mackey and Judd Cardinal's sin and might actually have to get a jersey of a player that's younger than me and uh, to, to be wearing <laughs> Don't it. Don't you do it. No, I think actually what I'll be doing is I'll be you know I'll get I'll get some uh, get some sushi you know I'll get some seafood. I know Kellen Mond's a big seafood guy. We'll be oh, oh, I'll pick him oh, up right oh, okay. after. Vegan. We'll go to Smack Shack. We'll talk. We'll talk X's and O's. It'll be a whole thing. It'll great. be a whole thing. Listen, okay. Drunk, the
1: seafood, he, the seafood in Minnesota, like Ocean Air, love me some Ocean Air, yeah. love me some Smack Shack. But who told him? Were people talking like, about like walleye? I like, like walleye jet's is not. He got, Walleye's not, he seafood, got punked. Though. He got
0: punked.
2: It's a, I like, got punked. conspiracy theory here too. I, I think he got punked. I think it was, Oh, you got to try the seafood in Minnesota. It's like, well, I bet really? he
0: said, I bet he told someone, I love me some seafood. And they're like, Oh, Kellen, Minnesota's great for seafood. And he's like, Oh, fantastic. I think he's a youngster who got is, punked.
1: But what I'm saying is people in Minnesota might like the walleye is amazing. Right. right? And, and some of the like Friday, but that's fish not fries, se- that's right?
0: not seafood. No
1: that's freshwater food. Right yeah. which is great. Which is good. But I mean it's we're lake, talking it's about lake food. Yeah.
0: You you in Seattle have seafood.
1: Yes that's right. Like you
0: yeah. have we, seafood.
1: We just make eye contact yeah. with our dinner we and, it all, water. and it Superman rolls and it rolls over lasers yeah uh, yeah.
2: Pfft. It, yes, it's like okay, I'm done. Macky after the show just goes with his raw hand, and just grabs a fish out of the water. Yeah, honey, the I'm going line. down. Yeah.
0: I'm going down to the water. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: puts on his big waders and goes in, picks a couple of picks out that the fresh catch <laughs> for that <laughs> night, brings it home.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I think I think Kellen Mond is gonna just just because of how easy it is to look good in some of these drills, right? Uh, now, when it gets to be 11-on-11 11 11 and you're doing two-minute drills, all right, you can you can look bad quickly. But seven-on-sevens, shorts and shells, it's going to look really easy for him to get out on the edge, <laughs> Mobility, football, football yeah.
0: Garbage cans I mean, as
1: linemen. Tavares Jackson had some great oh, practices man. back in the day. Christian Ponder had some great practices once in a while. So he's going to look impressive just because he's mobile and he's going to make some things happen. He'll complete some passes down the field. Um it'll be interesting to see if if he if he looks that much better than Jake Browning and what they do with that. Do they yes. make him the backup quarterback, the the number 2 quarterback going into the year? And if that's the case, it will you know, not to sit here and be all doom and gloom, but like if he's the backup cuz he has a good mini camp and a good training camp and Kirk has one of those Kirkian games where he throws two bad interceptions and fumbles. The closer Kellen Mond is to jumping into an actual game, it could be a thing.
0: Oh, we'll so be calling
1: for it. it th- this is where it starts. Is this week in minicamp, does he right. look competent, or is he going to need a year to sort of get things under his belt? I'm excited for it, though. <laughs> Typical excited Mackie.
0: Around. Typical like Mackie that. trying to stir Something up like things that. that don't exist. same Kirk's great. Oh, not, not I hate Mackey.
2: Stirring it up, Mackie.
0: Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds in lake muck. Yeah! Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your Lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. This
1: is what it is. I'll tell you what we're stirring up. We're stirring up a, a fun sporting event this summer. There's a lot of, I know there's a lot of people out there, Vikings fans, who also like golf and big events. And the 3M Open is coming to town July 19th through the 25th at TPC Twin Cities. Um...
0: Phil Mickelson? Rumors? There might yeah, be a Charlie Walters saying don't, don't dismiss Lefty. LLC.
1: Either way, uh, there's going to be a lot of great players, a lot of great food. Fans are very much welcome, so get on out there and, uh, and celebrate the game of golf. The 3M Open, open to fans. Tickets available, 3MOpen.com slash tickets.
0: 3MOpen.com slash tickets. Something to watch before football starts because uh, we've buried the twins. That's awesome. That is correct. You like that? Yes. All right, storyline
1: number four for you guys, and I think you're gonna you're gonna with with the depth charts and with just how much Mike Zimmer um, likes to put his defense through the ringer during some of these uh, practices. He likes he likes to test out his defense. Mm-hmm. Breland versus Dantzler, I think, is the most intriguing battle Juicy. on the defensive side of the ball. You've got. Third-round pick who flashed and looked great for about a month and a half toward the end of the year last year. And then you've got established NFL veteran who signed to compete for a starting job. So Breland versus Dantzler, and who gets the other starting cornerback spot opposite Patrick Peterson, who I don't think is in a competition. I think he's just straight-up starting, uh, even though he wasn't good last year. So Yeah. Do we think Breland's going to just take the field once he practices with the first-team defense? Or do you think they're going to make him have to earn that spot and overtake Dantzler? What so, do you think?
0: So I'm guessing that tomorrow when they line up for reps with the first team defense out there, I'm guessing Dantzler's out there, not Breland. But ultimately, if I had to place a wager on opening day, week one right now, I'd say Breland, not Dantzler. So I think he wins it. I think it's probably a competition of sorts. Um, but I think the fact that if Breeland can fit into what Zim wants defensively, schematically, I think he's going to default towards the veteran with experience with a Super Bowl who's played in the past two. So I think tomorrow it's Dantzler, (laughs) and I think on day one of training camp, it's a rotation of sorts, but I think week one, if he's healthy and and he's picked up the defense that they play, Breeland starts against the Bengals.
1: I agree with all those things. I think there is sort of a with with Peterson and the money that he made, he's just going to be a starter. With Breland, I think they're going to want, and, and he came in like Peterson was at least part of some of the OTAs, right? Breland came. I don't think Breland practiced at all in the OTAs. I think he was just like on the sidelines. Yes, yeah. Well, he stuff.
0: he had he had shoulder surgery in like March, so he he might not be cleared too by this yeah. point.
1: Yeah. So they might they might just play it safe and wait until Yes,
0: I wouldn't be surprised July. by that at all.
1: Yep, I think that's accurate, but I think ultimately um I think ultimately Breland and Pat Pete are going to be your starting cornerbacks what on the outside. And then and then storyline number 5 here is more of a broad one, but it's Mike Zimmer's general demeanor. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure. He's he he had a lot of introspective things to say back around uh, the league year, the combine, just talking about watching all the film from last year and seeing how offenses and defenses are evolving. And, like, he had a a bunch of meetings dissecting philosophy with his defensive coaches, right? Well, has he applied some of that same curiosity to the offensive side of the ball? Mm -hmm. Are we going to see an evolved Mike Zimmer, or are we going to see cantankerous, (laughs) pressure is high, yes. Keep uh, going. Keep Mike going. Zimmer. Keep <laughs> going. Think it's that. You oh, think yeah. It's that.
0: Yeah. He's not going to change. Yeah. No, he's going to be. He knows exactly what's at stake. Keep in mind the pressure defensively on him, which is where his day begins and ends is incredibly high now. Right. Because he got the parts that he asked for. You know, I I need I need tackles that can stop the the run. OK, Mike. Now, here's basically two guys that, that in the last two years including one of Michael Pierce, who didn't play in 2020. Um, Barr is back. Kendricks is back. The secondary has a different look. So, yeah, from day one, the pressure is going to be incredibly high, I believe. And I think Mike is going to act like Mike, and Mike knows this. And look, in Mike's defense here, no pun intended, if they don't have, if he's right on this count, I think that this team needs to make the playoffs, and I think they probably need to win at least a game for him to save his job. So, like, he's not wrong there. The problem the problem is this. I don't think Zimmer being mad about things he thinks he can control is a bad thing. Like, I think yeah, that's sort of okay. The problem, Phil, to your question and the demeanor is if Mike feels the pressure and Mike is sort of cantankerous and surly, which he is a lot of the time, um, that comes back to a couple things: special teams and offense, because those are things that I think frustrate him, and he can't control. And so I guess, but he can't. Why can't he control those things? He's the head coach because he doesn't feel the national they frustrate football him. league team. I know, but look at but look at the quarterback play. He just wants his quarterback to go out there and be great. He doesn't really want to deal. You're you're not have, wrong. So, I'm not saying your point, you're wrong. To your point, he
1: doesn't have. In in the seven years he has spent, or whatever it is, doesn't really have an interest in it. He has he is still mostly a defensive coordinator who outsources and delegates offense and special teams out to other people, yes. and then just fires those people or has falling outs with those people if those units don't perform well. He has yet to master the art of himself going and getting some dinner with Kirk Cousins and talking in depth about quarterback player, probably. Right? Tr- like he has, I don't think he's he has probably tried. Desire. I don't
0: think he has the patience for it. One question. Yeah, that's. Would you hire Zim as your CEO of any company? No, no, of course not. But I mean, that's what a head coach is. A CEO. How many?
1: How many NFL head football coaches would you hire to run a different business? Like that they could that they have the curiosity, Sean McVay, and the intelligence. There's a lot of of the young ones that
0: I would that I would at least talk to.
1: Actually, I think Bill Belichick would find a way to. He'd probably piss a lot of people off. But I think the young people, ones are but.
0: curious. I think the young ones, I, I think the young offensive guys still have have more of a patience. Mike has no patience. And so when Kirk screws up or Case Keenum screwed up, Mike was just pissed off. And and I mean, look, the poster child for the Zimmer era about what I'm talking about will always be one spot to me. It's kicker. This incredibly important, and I know football people hate kickers, and you probably should. Uh but that's why you gotta that's why you gotta go get one like Longwell, a veteran guy who you trust, who you just know is going to for the most part get the job done, right? What's Longwell, like forty-eight now? Longwell's younger if, than me, so yeah, he's probably in his late he's probably in the second half of his forties. Would you rather roll the dice? Would you rather never kick a field goal beyond
1: 46 yards with a 48-year-old Ryan Longwell and just, like, trust that he's accurate inside 46 yards and extra points or take another, you know, spin cycle? You know what I would do? Random.
0: <laughs> I would hire a guy like Ryan to come in and work exclusively as almost the therapist for my kicker rule, he he's open to that. He's yes, told us he's, well, he's open to that. He's Why talked to him, but before and they they hired the guy from the Chargers. Who was the guy? Was it Carney?
1: Nate? The, uh, or uh yeah, no, uh, Nate, Nate Kading? Kading? Yes, Kading. Yes. Kading. yes, Kading.
0: He was hired a couple of years ago to do exactly this, and I don't think he's still around. I'm not sure on that one.
1: Was it Nate Kading or was it Nick? Uh, I'm trying to think of these random. There was a
2: Chargers kicker.
0: It was a Chargers, Chargers
2: kicker. Kading. Uh, worked for the Vikings in 2019 as a part-time kicking then consultant. Then that's him, yes. Yeah.
0: Then that's right. Okay.
2: But, but the, I don't know if he's still with the team. But the point
1: being is... He was also out of the league and cooked by a 20 yes. by 29. But yeah. what
0: Ryan could come in and do is, I would say, Mike, don't talk to my kicker. Don't come around him. And if you melt down, I can at least dismiss it to him. Like, he turned Dan Bailey into a bowl of jelly. <laughs> Dan Bailey was a uh, Dan Bailey was fine, and now the, pro- the guy is probably in therapy on somebody's couch explaining his life from the age of six. And the hardest part for Dan Bailey is he full like he had his bags packed
1: right after that Buccaneers game. He was just like ready to fly back home to wherever Dallas, wherever he lives, right? And Mike Zimmer threw him a curveball. He didn't cut him. Yeah, right? I know. And Which then the and then Dan thing. Bailey had to live in torture, waiting for. Mike Zimmer to come around the corner for the next five weeks to let him go, but he didn't. He waited till after the season, showed incredible restraint. But it didn't help Dan. Bailey. I he he was, Dan Bailey very
0: well. He was so mind believed But that's the point: is is Mike being intense and and um, and uh, upset about defense? I think sort of works at times because he can sort of like scheme around it and control it a little bit. It's the offense and the special teams where I get concerned about how he acts
1: well put it this way I mean it would be it would be a wild deviation from what wins like at the highest level in today's NFL if the Vikings had sort of a predictable um, conservative and I would say predictable and conservative offense that leans with the run first right if they rode that and put all their eggs on defense 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 I think for them to like defense, defense, defense is great. It doesn't have to be zero sum like you can defense, 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 but you have to show some innovation on the offense of side of the ball more than you had the last couple of years. Uh-huh. You got weapons, you got an accurate quarterback, your offensive line should be better. And uh-huh. so I just want to see a little more high octane, a little more innovation offensively. Yes. And, and go from, you know, instead of thumping our chests about being fourth in yardage, right? Which is what, Everyone's doing, the Vikings were top five or whatever it was in yardage. Yeah, they were 11th in points. Yes. Because they're too conservative in certain situations. If they can be a top five points offense, now we're talking a team that could maybe win a Super Bowl with even an above average defense. Um, So we'll see. So when I say demeanor, I also mean the way that he thinks about winning football games in the NFL. It seems like he's been more reflective and introspective this offseason. Than in other years, yeah. But
0: don't don't forget his quote at some point in time in the last few months about the offense was basically it's fine, it's good, it was great. It's like that's not really how you're supposed to approach <laughs> you it. Like that. Okay, you like sure. that. okay. Quick question for you: uh, Week three, week three, second and twelve. What's the play call? Not what's your play call. What's the play call?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean they in. I mean, they run the ball more often in most situations than league average. Yes, I think. I think the bigger question is second and short. They ran the ball so oh, it's disproportionately run. much on second and short. I'm not even going to ask you that. when it's your run. whole playbooks open. But that's the thing. Like, I know when it when it's second and two. And these are we're just a bunch of armchair play callers here. When we're it's second that. and two, you can run anything. Mm-hmm. You can you can you can throw an incomplete pass, and you're still fine. Now it's third and two, right? Yep, and they and they choose well. Hey, we're only two yards away from a first down, so let's pound the rock. Let's get those five yards, and let's uh, let's let's get a first down, right? As opposed to let's leverage some play action, which is our quarterback's favorite thing with one of the best running backs young. in the NFL. Let's hit a home run play down the field. That's how they should be thinking.
0: Of course, but young Clint is not going to, to do what his daddy clearly couldn't do, which was tell Mike we should throw right now.
1: My- and no one is saying throw as much as Filippo wanted you to throw. Right. Like, at one point, Kirk Cousins had the most pass attempts in the league through, like, 10 weeks or something. Right. Okay, that's, that's setting him up to fail. But can you throw the ball even, like, three more times a game in certain situations where it makes sense? The other thing, too, and, and the stats bear this out, the Vikings run the ball way too much inside the 10-yard line and inside the red zone for my liking. And, again, I'm just, you know... Listen, I don't have any. I quit football in seventh grade, so take my opinion with a grain of salt when it comes to play calling. Well, but quick, because it was tough. The, the field scrunches down in the red zone, and yes. so when you're trying, like when you run the ball on second and goal from the seven, yes, what are you hoping to accomplish? Get to the three, and now you have one crack at the end zone. one's going to pound you the rock. Be...
0: I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you know who I bet was really pissed, <laughs> rightfully so, Rudy. About that, because that was the that he that's the one thing he's got left, right? the one th- the one last thing that he's got left no questions asked red zone you're at like the 5 to 8 you throw it to him he can make the, the catch Mickey his Mouse one, hands his one, in the air that one touchdown catch grab that ball, he made the in the back of the end zone last year i think it was against the titans at us bank stadium was yeah, a great was down. it was a great catch that's the one thing and i believe he caught one touchdown if hey, i'm Danny not mistaken start with the ball oh.
1: Football, (laughs) Danny Dimes. Oh my God! Speaking of Mickey Mouse, we gotta just real quick. We we talked about this more in depth on Mackie and Judd, our other daily show. If you guys want to check us out, podcast, YouTube. Um, Mark Murphy, the Packers president and CEO. Mm. Here's the full quote, and of Mm. course, this is the guy that like three weeks ago said, "The less said publicly, the better," and then writes an article on (laughs) Packers.com. And then says this, quote, I'm often reminded of Ted Thompson, who often talked about Aaron Rodgers and would say, quote, he's a complicated fella. So I'll just say that. I mean, good for them for just blowing up this relationship with him sky high and moving headstrong into the Jordan Love era. But if you're a Vikings fan, this is exactly what you wanted to see over the weekend, right? You're maybe you're wondering, oh, things have been kind of quiet on that front. I wonder if they're working things out behind the scenes. Right. And this idiot, Mark Murphy, comes out and proves without a shadow of a doubt that uh, the gap between the two sides is as wide as it's ever been. And Aaron Rodgers, who's as vindictive as any professional athlete will ever cover, right, probably saw this quote and thought, if there was even a 2% chance of me going back. Now, maybe he shows up to to training camp or something and shocks the world. But I think he's the type of dude that reads he's a complicated fella and says, all right, I'm good. Let's call Jeopardy. Hey, agent guy, let's call Jeopardy again. and say, hey, I'll you just sit. A,
0: yeah. I'll just sit out. See you later. Bye. But, I mean, what, what are the Packers doing? And they went through Favre, so it's not like this is their first divorce. It's like you went through oh, the I Favre feel, thing. Did you learn nothing from the Favre thing?
2: I feel so bad for them to have to do this again 15 years later. Just... Really keeps me up at night sometimes. Yeah,
0: but but the one thing about this that just baffles me is the lack of common sense here. Like Ted Thompson was one of the most private people you will ever meet. Like none of this came out. He's dead, and Mark is like, ah, oh, yeah, you know what Ted used to say about Aaron, another guy I would clearly not want as the CEO of my company. You know, kind of sounds like uh, <laughs> Mark, Murphy. Mark Murphy. Sounds like they could they could use some
2: insurance. I think that's what they could use. They could absolutely yeah, use some insurance. Probably could, yeah, maybe. You know?
1: And uh Federated would be here they find for them. It? This is the problem. If you're if you're a guy like Mark Murphy, <laughs> you need a company standing behind you so that mm-hmm. when things start percolating in the wrong direction for your business, you got that guiding hand that can tell you, "Hey, everything's gonna be okay. We've been through this situation before. You've been through this situation before. We're here to remind you how to navigate it." Federated's been around for over a hundred years, based in Oatana. And uh, they provide risk management resources, peace of mind, and a guiding hand for your business. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to
0: protect yours. All right, boys. You like that?
1: You like that? Happy Good work.
0: Camp week. Five questions. Good work. Storylines. Yes, yeah, storylines. But, but I mean, like work. nice work. Nice work. I mean, slightly stolen from the Star Tribune. I got no problem with that. No, nope, that's okay.
1: I reordered them a little, too, because it just felt like we both had the same order with a couple. <laughs> hey,
0: you know what? It's fine. Sorry. I mean, they beat you to the punch. Don't, you know, no sweat.
1: <laughs> I should have published mine last night. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You, you should have sent it. Yeah, I didn't. Midnight last night. <laughs> we done. Mm. Uh, all right. Judd's going to be out at minicamp the rest of this week, uh, sounding any alarms that need to be sounded and uh, bringing insight mm. and analysis mm. to the Scorenorth app and Scornorth.com. So uh, yeah, we'll see you guys, see you guys tomorrow.